Six-pack double feature. Two friends, two movies, two mics, and too much beer. Today, the guys are once again called upon to defend our country against a pair of invasions. But they outsourced it to Chuck Norris and Patrick Swayze. It's Invasion USA and Red Dawn, today on Six-Pack Double Feature. international terrorists. America has not been invaded by a foreign enemy in nearly 200 years. Their target, America. Their objective, control. 18 hours from now, America will be a different place. Now, only one thing stands in their way. It's time to die. Didn't work, huh? Now it will. They wanted a war. See you in hell. He gave them one. Send me a postcard. Chuck Norris. Invasion USA. I'm always going to hit the mic. <laughs> you, do, you do yours under the mic. I, that's my problem. <laughs> like, Well, I don't want to do it over my computer. That's smart. Good, good thinking. I'll buy you a new mic. I really don't want to buy a new little Chromebook if I can help it. How much was a Chromebook? Mm, Two hundred and fifty bucks. It's special because it bends backward and has touchscreen, like Laura Palmer's arms. Yeah. <laughs> Before or after wrapped in plastic? After. Her arms bend all the way back. She's dead. Wrapped in plastic. <laughs> hey, that's an interesting <laughs> way to uh, welcome everyone in. For us not talking about this movie. I have no joke to correlate between Twin Peaks and Invasion USA. <laughs> Is that when I Bob would, invaded our minds? Sure, I would rather watch Twin Peaks. <laughs> I can tell you that. Oh, man. Hey, welcome to Six Pack Double Feature, and he's Travis. He is Nathan. Uh, hey, uh, what are you drinking there, buddy? If you're invading my country, mister, me and my meat and potatoes beer Budweiser here is going to be at the border waiting on your ass. <laughs> Goddamn commies. Yeah, uh, I, I, was, I was trying to go, I first was looking for a Russian beer, which they don't really have in the U.S. anywhere. No. But at least not where we are. Uh, I then, and Lisa said, why don't you see if there's any Cuban beers? And I, I didn't say anything, and I thought about it a little bit longer and went, yeah, we can't even get, like, cigars imported in yet. I did the same thing. And so I was thinking, well, maybe it's Cuban beers, because it's Cuban, it's a, like Nicarag Nicaraguans and... and uh, Another, oh no, I'm thinking of uh, Red Dawn, but either way, I just went with uh, Red Stripe. <laughs> <laughs> the hell did Jamaicans ever do to you, well, They man? didn't do anything, but it had red in the title. <laughs> I was, I, well, it wasn't going to be Killian's Irish Red. No. And I, I was trying to find other red ales, and it I, was I really, looked, it's really hard to find some red ales I went where, to, uh, where I was at. I went to our beer store yesterday, and I literally started at one end and went from... Top to bottom, left to right. Look for ours. Look for anything with like a hammer and sickle on it. Anything that had red in it. 
anything. And I didn't want it had to... communism on it. Yeah, propaganda. Nothing. Nothing uh, struck my fancy. There was Smirnoff Ice, and I was <laughs> oh, like, "Oh, that would have been funny." Yeah, but it yeah, wouldn't I, you're like, I'm not going to drink that. It would have been horrible to hear me vomit on on Mike. So yeah, uh, I was like, you know what? I'll that's just good choice. I'll go. Uh, I'll go, America. America. Former Americans. Because uh, <laughs> I said Budweiser. When you say Budweiser, you've said it all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, yeah. Uh, pair of Invasion movies today. Uh, We're starting with good old Chuck. Wow, okay. So, I, I believe I did trivia on this, and I've got... You sure did. I've got some some interesting... I did not Trivia. know. I, I did not know that uh, that Norris was one of the screenwriters on this film. He and his brother almost always screenwrite. Oh, okay. Choreograph his stuff, or have since at least. There wasn't much choreographing in this movie. Well, fight choreography. Like I said, there wasn't much fight. <laughs> there wasn't much choreography in. Sure, can you aim? Can you take? Can you aim the gun a little more to the left? Perfect. Like I, I felt. I was sitting down talking with uh, with Austin and Lisa the other night and said, there's not much punchy-kicky in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> for someone... <laughs> I said, for someone that, you know, <laughs> like, it specializes in martial arts... Specializes in, in punchy-kicky. Punchy yeah, yeah uh, there was very little punchy-kicky. That's great. <laughs> I think probably part of that had to do with canon films. Okay. Uh, Look... You either get to punch and kick stuff, or you get to blow shit up. Shooty bangy or punch and kicky. <laughs> <laughs> so I have the plot written down here, and it's real simple. Is it? <laughs> it's midday in America, and our best agent Matt has retired to catch and eat swamp critters. But it's an America no wall can protect. Commies with drugs have infiltrated. Yes, yes, it's time for Matt and his mullet to face down his old enemy, Rostov. Okay. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, that's all did, it is. Did you find it weird that that uh, Matt had an armadillo like in the middle of a swamp? I put uh, also here. Have you seen Lone Wolf McQuaid? No. Okay. In Lone Wolf McQuaid, he has a wolf as a pet in the movie. And I put here, this is more of Chuck Norris as a, quote, I work alone uh, type of badass with a weird house pet. So, yes, all I, all I wrote that. down initially was, that's weird. And then they better not kill that armadillo. Jamie was pissed. It disappeared, but yeah. they didn't. They didn't it kind of flops itself down the stairs. Yeah. Like it's in three feet, you're in water. And armadillos, dillas aren't known for water. I, I'm pretty sure that it may be higher in fiber, but alligators don't give a shit. <laughs> no. <laughs> Look, this one's a little crunchy. Gross. Uh, is this gonna make your list for uh, New holiday watching? Yeah, probably. Because this is a. This is, I think, our third. Um, this is our third. Uh, holiday, like non-Christmas, oh, Christmas yeah. uh, movie we've covered. Which I mean, get a couple things of house cleaning out of the way. <clears throat> Don't forget we've got the the contest going on. How how often does the uh, number three occur again within a tolerance of not craziness? We have the master. We list. don't we don't deep we don't deep dive into those. We could, but it's we just, don't we don't care. We don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably should have done this at the top, but hell. Now's a good time. Got t-shirts for sale as well. $8 plus shipping. You got those shirts. Take a picture of your lovely selves and and uh, send it to us on the Facebook page so yeah. people can see you in your attire. Yeah, and if you're curious how to do that, you can just send us an email at sixpack.doublefeature at gmail.com. We want those chaser questions, too. Those, yeah. Those, those need to go to uh, lisa.sixpack at gmail.com. Yeah. 
Okay, so uh, the initial concept of this film, to be honest with you, if you take out how stupid this movie is, <laughs> is actually kind of terrifying. If uh, just yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I I I can't imagine this was you know stand your ground country in Florida. No one knew. No one had their own guns to defend themselves. I guess. Are we to assume it's Miami? Well, I know it's somewhere in Florida. I'm assuming it's Miami because that's the closest. Where else? Very close. (laughs) You know, has a lot of, I don't know. I'm clearly no military strategist. I'll tell you one thing. Uh, The the first like five minutes, it's it's messed up. It's, Michael, this is a really serious movie. And then. (laughs) No, it's not. And then five minutes later. Didn't you see the words Canon Productions at the front of it? Yeah. Didn't you see the name Chuck Norris? I blinked. But that guy manning the fifty caliber machine gun on the boat, it looks like his trigger got stuck when they're all gunning down the Cubans that are like, welcome to the United States. And then they, and that one guy at the end after he's like, all right, cut your fire. And then that guy's still going. He's like Charles on the boat in Waterworld. Yeah, it was funny. He could not stop. Had you ever seen this before? No. I hadn't either. Will you ever see this again? Probably. With the right amount of beers? It's Christmas, right amount of beers. Chris, it's going to be weird to have a couple Chuck Norris movies at Christmas time. And if I'm being honest, this is not it, as it good may, as... It'll rotate, if anything. Yeah. This is not as good as Army of One. Um, <laughs> it's going in the bullpen. It's not, yeah, yeah. It's not a starter. It's a, it may be a reliever. Yeah. It's definitely not a closer. <laughs> I have seen seven or eight Chuck Norris movies, so I have seen all of Chuck Norris's movies. My first impression was, well, it's a canon film, and that's 15% of the way for me. It, 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 if it says canon... I'm already, I'm, if it says canon, that ears, says it all. My ears perk up, you know. Billy Drago was in it. He's, uh, hmm. That guy? I know him from The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. Okay. Um, I'd have to see his Did image. you watch uh, uh, Northern Exposure? Yes. Ed Chigliak? I'm still not Okay. There. Well, he's the father of that guy. Hey. Um, hmm. He was in, um, he was in one or two John Waters movies. He's just a really intense, like... Very intense face as well, character actor. I probably know who you're talking about, but um, yeah, I wrote here. I probably know his face, but I just can't. <laughs> I think noticed of him, and then he immediately gets killed, and I'm like, Billy Drago. Oh, in it. hold awesome. on, hold on, and that's it for Billy. Wait, wait, Drago. wait. Did Billy Drago get shot in the dick? Yes. Oh, then I know who you're talking yeah. about. I see the face. Yeah, that was one of my comments. Was uh, uh, Rostov doesn't play. He, <laughs> what's up with him, man? Shooting people at least twice. In the crotchal region, <laughs> crotchal. <laughs> I don't understand that. Like, and more than one. I mean, I figured one pull of the trigger is f- sufficient, and he at least pulls two or three times. Like, pulls his belt back. Oh yeah, shoves his gun down, and yeah. My reaction was immediately like, "Oh, sweet Billy Drago," and that does it for Billy Drago. And he's dead. <laughs> he's, or if, or if he's not dead, he wishes he was dead. They, Canon had some decent camera work at times, uh-huh. some cool shots. And pyrotechnics. Oh, they definitely had – they did not spare money on the pyro machine. Yeah. I, I don't – They spared no expense. <laughs> no, because I, I didn't understand why he killed that dude in the first place. And my only thought was, did he kill everyone in there in order to – with the cocaine transaction to, like, tie up all loose ends? I don't – you're like you're thinking too far into this. Movie. I think you might be. Yeah, that's that's that's. I'm going down one layer. It's all I'm doing. That's one layer too deep. Just look at the wrapping, man. That's, oh, okay, 
Just this guy's killing a guy for some reason. I, I'm kind of pissed that Matt Hunter didn't grab his pet armadillo before leaving. Like, you know he's leaving, <laughs> and they destroy his home. He didn't take his pet dillo. No. It's literally I'm, almost the same little thing as what happens in Lone Wolf McQuaid. They don't blow his house up in that movie, but... He knows it's there. He kind of chuckles at it because <laughs> it turns and spins and lays on his own little bed and everything. But I just don't understand. Like, I'm leaving. See ya. See ya. <laughs> I gotta go. Uh, I gotta go catch a swamp critter. Yeah, I don't. Snack later. That kind of pissed me off. And like you said, Jamie. I, yeah, I don't. Um, do you think there would have been like, like maybe an APB on the 25 service vehicles and trucks that had been used in this? Like to cart the army around and the merc- like the mercenaries in. Okay, where did they- like they have like thirty or forty like all these just work trucks and mm-hmm. and and everything like no one knew like we've had three more reports of chicken trucks disappearing and, and Canon does what with this movie the same thing they do with every other movie. They try to make you feel that the scope is huge, right? And they are focusing on like one very local area. Yeah. They do it with they do it with everything. They try to have this fantastical opening sequence, mm-hmm. and then it just shrinks down. And it's some movies might be able to get away with it, and I'm I'm struggling to come up with. Oh, one. that's well the canon thing. It's the it's the He Man or the Masters of the Universe. They gave this huge scope of Eternia, yeah, and then they went to Whittier. Well, no, I'm, I'm <laughs> Whittier. no. I'm what I'm saying is I'm sure there are better movies that make you feel that it's bigger, right, and bring it down tight. I'm struggling to think of a better movie that that would do that, but Canon does it exclusively with like every movie. Well, not exclusively, maybe, but Canon. They know their budget and they know uh, they give you a bit of show at the front and then and then bring it down. Now this one is a little more a little more than Masters of the Universe mm-hmm. as far as action because the action oh, stays. Oh goodness gracious! And we'll yes. get into that. And in, well, I'll give you a quick bit of trivia. There was uh, a lot more backstory and dialogue, uh, and they that said they decided not. Nah, they that said out. no. Just they literally said cut that out. Uh, we want to see, we see Chuck more. Norris blow up shit. Yeah. Or, <laughs> what a, yeah. What a horrible <laughs> decision. You know what? Hey, wait, the story could be better. Nah, f*** <laughs> it. <laughs> exactly. I have uh, something that doesn't work. Stop with the f***ing subtitles. Yeah. Are you trying to... What are you, what are you doing? What? Come on. What is? What is I thought it was a serious film for the first five minutes because yeah, of the subtitles. Yeah, you're supposed Boy, to. Boy, they, they tricked you. Because then, then everybody starts speaking English. Mm-hmm. Just... Speak English. That sounds racist, and I don't mean it to. I meant in the in the course of the movie. Just speak American. Just, we're, listen, buddy. <laughs> you invaded our country. You goddamn well better speak American. English? No. American. American. <laughs> what did I say? I had dropped the f-ing subtitles. It's a canon film, not Del Toro. <laughs> this is not getting nominated for any Oscars, Travis. Uh, norm- Settle down. I have normally uh, normally movies get made into video games, mm-hmm. not the other way around. Not this. Oh yeah, this is kind of video game ish, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Hey, let's go down into this one neighborhood during Christmas, and <laughs> that's not my favorite up. scene, but that is that is very satisfying. Okay, now I think I know there's a bit <laughs> of. Can I put the star up? No. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, I think they blew up at least five houses. With that rocket launcher. It was a deserted neighborhood in Atlanta. Okay. Were they like tearing down the neighborhood yeah. for something? Yeah. I saw it. I think Cannon we was like, that. can we, ooh, 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 can ooh, we, can we, uh, we have Chuck okay. Norris. I thought so. Um, they shot off five, at least blew up five homes, maybe six, mm-hmm. uh, with that rocket launcher and never reloaded it. 
<laughs> uh, I don't think that's how, how those work. Canon films. You're like, uh, we got to reload it. That's all right. Just stop. No, the, don't have time. Stop the camera. We'll reload. Then we'll start the camera back up and then <laughs> shoot again. Now, is that... Are you doing... Um, one of, the, one, of the, one, of the, one of the Israeli okay. producers thought, that own Canon. I didn't right? know if you were doing I one of them know. or one of the nah, I don't, invaders. I was, just, I was just making an accent. I'm sure it's not like... Also, um, um, through the course of today's episode, I'm willing to bet there will be several bad Russian accents um, <laughs> on my part. Maybe. I don't know. Or are you just doing As Zoya you know. the Destroyer? <laughs> yeah. your, your male version of Zoya the Destroyer? <laughs> Maybe. Boya the Destroyer? Yeah, it was so. appropriate. He is wearing a Zoya the Destroyer t-shirt. Uh, if you don't know about Glow on Netflix, uh, uh, check it out. Very good. It's funny. Very good show. Uh, why did uh, why did it take two minutes for Matt Hunter to drive down Skid Row in order to get to the bar? Like, he drove down. I swear it was like two minutes, and everybody's like eyeballing him. Like, I'm entering the really shittiest part of this neighborhood right oh, now. I barely remember that. I See, I did, I did something here. Um... I drank whiskey uh, early in the day while my watching. My notes this were movie. light. My no, my notes are my no. notes are quite involved, but I can't read them. I <laughs> felt like I was going to need to be uh, stuck to the couch in order to, to to sit through this movie, and I was not wrong. <laughs> I just put down here. I'm like, my name is Matt Hunter, and I drive through shopping malls. <laughs> That's how you get the holiday shopping done quick, man. Just drive through it. I don't know what this means, but I have the commie rockets. Don't burn down his Cracker Barrel house. <laughs> it's got to be all the, the shit on the walls and the porch. Because uh, they, yeah. they blow his house up, but it doesn't burn down. Like, it's still... That's true. It just... It kind of blows out the walls, and yeah. now you see a bunch of <laughs> splinters and toothpicks. I'm Matt Hunter. I live in a Cracker Barrel. And then I put down here, okay, that's the second person that Rostov has shot in the dick. <laughs> this time, three rounds. So, Rostov, what's your calling card? Well, I shoot people in the dick when I execute them. All right. <laughs> uh, you can keep your card. I don't need it. Thank you. Thank you. Like That is a gruesome... Like Some writer put that in there. Like what? what we need to make this kill a little different. We need shoot to him make, in the dick. What? Shoot him in the dick. In the No, God. Shoot geez. him in the dick. You're not going to let go of this, are you? Shoot him in the dick. I, guess I, need, a re I need a rewrite. I guess we're shooting him in the dick. All right, Bill, can you, Chuck, can you get down here and write this out? Yeah, hold on. Let me go get my typewriter. Shoots him in dick. Dick, are you sure? Yeah, three times. All right. <laughs> Commie rockets don't burn down his Cracker Barrel house, but one lantern does? Yeah. What the f***? Again, I'm, I'm, I'm now overthinking. Kerosene is... Um, Another thing I have, I have a couple things that don't work. Oh, well, <laughs> it I is have, a category. On, wait, wait, wait. Hold on here. I have nine. <laughs> uh, wait, wait. What did I put down here before we even get there? I'm like, this is the second film in the season that's featured children on a bus singing Row Your Boat. Yeah, I noticed uh, that. I'm it's sure been 14 years. Don't you think they would have wanted to sing something else? <laughs> <laughs> I've got the perfect fucking song. That's not cool, man. <laughs> so instead, it's London Bridge is falling down, falling down. Happy, happy Halloween. Please kill me now. I feel like anymore, I'm going to alienate the three or four listeners that we have. We're going to end up with two, just you and me, because we're narcissistic. I, I, guarantee you, I guarantee you, Honey Mustard Cyborg, Brock Stevick just dipped out for a second. <laughs> 
Oh, no, I dropped my phone. It no longer works. Damn it. I stopped by, listening. And by drop, I mean threw it against the ground. Uh, uh, so I'm no, I, I just I think the ki- the age of the kids on that bus would dictate that they would never have sung that song. Together. Absolutely. No. I, I, well, it's I don't ever remember singing Row Your Boat. It's the same with, reason with, that they used London Bridge and it's the same reason they used Row Your Boat and Dirty Harry. It's no royalty on so, the bus. I just was like, Matt Hunter has Cracker Jack timing, being able to show up just before the terrorists kill them peoples. <laughs> I don't know why. I, re- I don't know what scene that is in reference to, since it's probably about half a dozen or more. What I've noticed. Them peoples. <laughs> <laughs> when we do a canon movie. All bets are off. <laughs> Our notes are a little more sporadic because, God damn it, it's a canon movie. There's you, you got to get noteworthy stuff whenever you find it. Shoot him in the dick. <laughs> Twice. Could you imagine Kevin Bacon? Oh, you have to shoot him like seven, eight times. I emptied the, the clip, man. It's <laughs> <laughs> still coming at me. And it's coming right for us. <laughs> Look out, it's Kevin Bacon's penis. It's invading USA. Boy, oh. <laughs> um, oh, man. Uh, <laughs> where, here's, some, here's a question. Where the fuck is the National Guard? Where's the army? Where's the where's the fucking Boy Scouts? Man? Where's, that? where's the FBI, man? Where's Larry the Cable Guy fans? They're in his fucking territory. They're always behind. Did you notice that? Okay. Well, if we're going there, it's just Matt and his mom. This film should have been called uh, Terrorism USA. <laughs> number one. But no, that's not number one. That's like that's number zero. Uh, number one. Independent photo photojournalist who takes photos at random and bitches at Matt Hunter. Yeah, that doesn't work. She's like. Stupid. No, it's not just that. She's like a really bad April O'Neil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, she, she serves no purpose to drive the story. And obviously, she must have had like connections with one of the two uh, canon owners. You know, the actress. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. She only. Was... So I am taking notes. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening to you. Hey, please. Uh, how is it the Matt Hunter? This is number two. How is it the Matt Hunter? A quiet former intelligence agent uh, is the only guy who really knows what's going on. That's what I have. It's just him and his mullet well, against he, the world. Once he knows his Rostov, he knows every move. He's like been one step ahead. Time to die. <laughs> uh, number three, how is it that Matt has the drop on these terrorists, but no one else does? And that, Where is it? Where are the fucking Boy Scouts? I just realized that two and three are almost the immediately same. the same. It's okay. I may have had another beer when I was watching it too. <laughs> uh, uh, number four, why do they why do they have the threat command center placed in Atlanta? Atlanta, you know, ten hours away from Miami, which is where this is supposed to originally have taken place when they first invade USA, USA uh, which is where all the violence has taken place. <laughs> number five, uh, the siege on Matt Hunter's uh, cracker barrel. No, the siege on Matt Hunter in his hotel room. The amount of resources they use in order to capture him seems astronomical. Like, we don't know anything about these terrorists or where to find them next, but let's get every single SWAT team member we can to jump through every single window that is available and kick down the door and arrest him, and he's just sitting there watching. (laughs) What was he watching? I don't know. It was something stupid. Black and white and dumb. Yeah. I would have, I think Lisa had mentioned it, said it would have really been funny if he had been watching like the, there's another like early 50s movie. Sure. Called Invasion USA. Yeah. It would have been funny if he had actually been watching that. Yeah. That would have oh, been, been a nice been, touch. That would have been, or if he was well, watching that porn. That that would have Russian porn. <laughs> oh, 
Matt Hooper is not such bad guy. Yeah. Matt Sorry. is Matt Hooper is in charge. Matt Hunter. Matt. Uh, same. All Americans it's like, sound same. <laughs> Pleased to meeting you. It's like Vladimir. <laughs> oh, they're all Vladimir. Sorry, uh, I derailed you. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> number five. Chuck Norris feels generally disinterested being disinterested in being in this film. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, invasion. Is he like invasion that? paycheck. I'm thinking and, uh, is what happened. The paycheck there. invaded my bank account. Have <laughs> <laughs> paid in rubles. <laughs> invasion me. Thank God it wasn't Kevin Bacon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know enough about uh, contract terminology. Is there some some writer in his contract that he has to get paid extra for his dick? Uh. Does his dick have its own contract? Chuck Norris? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, maybe, but no. What would happen if Kevin Bacon's penis and Chuck Norris's penis got into a fight? That would be bad. Okay. The action sequences, this is number seven. The action scenes uh, make little to no sense. Again, I know. I'm overthinking it. It's canon. But hey, let's destroy a neighborhood by blowing up six houses and then leaving. Or attempt to set off a bomb in the shopping mall during the busy holiday shopping season. Or attempt to blow up a church just... And Chuck Norris is right there. <laughs> He's there at every turn. Didn't work, did it? It, it does now. <laughs> is that what it was? It will now. It will now. <laughs> uh, number eight. The amount of C4 always seems disappropriate to the size of the explosions throughout the film. <laughs> For example, the bomb at the church should have leveled the structure, but when Matt magically and conveniently shows up on the roof uh, above the assailants in order to dispose of them in 28 seconds, that, that, that amount of C4 should have destroyed like half of that block, but and it, it just blows up the car. Maybe he rewired it. He had an extra second to spare. He's like, this is too much. I'm not, I just want to kill them. Drain some of the voltage. Right. Yeah, just exactly. Waste it. Sure. Number nine, the enemy troops outnumber the United States Army, the National Guard, and Native uh, Atlanteans in the final battle before eventually just surrendering. Yeah, they do just surrender, don't they? They just like refresh me. It's been well, it was several a, weeks. They well, refresh. They 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 it surrender was, just to him, right? Because the army never shows up. Well, they don't. They don't surrender to. It's like they send a small amount into like an office building that we were planning on destroying later. <laughs> yes. With four guys with Uzis and machine guns, and then we'll have the rest of them just downtown behind blockades and send in everybody into downtown Atlanta. And then eventually it's just let's shoot but not hit a bunch of things, and then eventually let's just give up. My list of people that are on that did not show up for their job is, is continued on another page. In addition to my question. <laughs> <clears throat> Where's the army? Where's the National Guard? Where are the Boy Scouts? Where are Larry the Cable Guy fans? There's so what is it's just two inept cops against the threat of communism? The fucking Florida Gators didn't even show up to try to help. Nobody. Well, that's crap. It well, is. they were chewing on the armadillo. No, no, <laughs> I mean the fucking college. Oh, the team. We're <laughs> <laughs> Wing night at B Dubs. <laughs> Matt's got it. Most of my notes They're are mostly what doesn't work. <laughs> what doesn't work? Your notes? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's just it's a constant complaints. <laughs> um, uh, what I have here is worst line is uh, 18 hours from now, America will be a different place. Um, and it's like, you're driving from Florida, dude. You'll be lucky to get to North Carolina in 18 hours. Florida is a long African <laughs> state. Maybe make it to Baton Rouge. 
If you're going west, you know, you know what Florida makes me think of? Maybe Louisville. What? Kevin Bacon's penis. Because <laughs> it's just hanging down there? Like he just got out of the shower. Attention, all citizens of Florida. <laughs> the shower. Your, <laughs> your state is no longer called Florida. You now live in Miami, Kevin Bacon's penis. Or Daytona, Kevin Bacon's penis. Or Destin, Kevin Bacon's penis. <laughs> um, <laughs> Drinking. They, I think this film... I tried to be a little uh, critical and just said under plot points and pacing, I was like, they spent too much time on Rostov waiting around, watching television and the evening news. It's, yeah, what's that all about? Yeah, it, it's it's kind of odd that the film shifts from invasion to, like, vendetta. Mm. About halfway through, it's just, well, I didn't get to kill Matt Norris, and now I'm pissed off and I want to kill... Or not Matt Norris, Matt Nor- <laughs> Matt, Matt Hunter, or Chuck Norris. You you choose. <laughs> Uh, and then, like the cat and mouse with Chuck walking through the offices in the finale, it, it draws out. It's drawn out way too long. It, it's yeah. No, it's not. It's, have not. you ever had a? Um, have you ever had a bazooka fight with someone? <laughs> like not outside of video. Draw, game. you know, because it's pretty much like who can spin around the fastest and aim their bazooka and pull the trigger. I've had Roman candle fights. Like in the park, you have during like Fourth of July. Um, until two thousand seven. Okay, this was MGM's second highest selling movie title. Get out behind Gone with the Wind. What? <laughs> Someone is making bank on those residuals, man. Uh, I think his name is Chuck Norris, probably. If I had to guess, uh, if not, Th- this that's really second highest grossing MGM. MGM, the, you know the the company that <laughs> owns the Wizard of Oz. This this beats The Wizard of Oz, a movie that's been out for a hun- almost a hundred <laughs> years, eighty years. Once you get to eighty, you might as it might as well be a hundred. Yeah, I mean, it all looks yeah. the same. Um, yeah. Really, wow! Then they actually blew up that town or that neighborhood. Okay, it was slated to be uh, demolished in the Atlanta Film Commission. Was it going into like? Were they? Was it near the airport or something? I, I didn't. I say. swear, I thought I'd seen that in that. Well, Probably. What was that documentary? That Canon doc that we oh, talked about God, way that back. Movie, that 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 doco was. It's, so great. it's interesting. I think, it's called, I think uh, they were talking about that. It was they were either expanding the airport, possibly too. I could be completely talking about it on my butt at this moment, but I thought that may have been. I know it was slated for demolition. What is that called? Uh, I don't know. I don't remember. It was a good. It was a good doco. I need to watch it again. I might do that tonight, actually. If it's um, on. <laughs> it may, if it's streaming, yeah. yeah, who knows. Um, Chuck Norris did most of his own stunts. Really? Yeah. Um, oh, you're being a smartass, aren't you? Um, <laughs> no, I just think that's cool when a guy does his own stunts. I, or anyone I agree. Does their own I, 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 I completely agree. Um, was it his own stunts when he was on the car or on the truck or whatever it was, def- going yeah. through the mall? Yeah. Um, Are you most going to of the, the mall later? <laughs> Chuck Norris was. <laughs> keep keep shooting, mister. <laughs> uh, in true canon spirit, all story and character development were removed in editing to focus more on Chuck Norris and his kicky punchy. <laughs> That's unfortunate. Here's... I really would have liked... I'll be honest with you. I'm not going to say I want to see, like, a version where there's 20 to 25 more minutes with more story. But if there was... That would have been the version I kind of would have wanted to see the first time and only time that I watched this movie. Yeah. Um, 
Maybe I would have cared more. I doubt it, but... I'll give you 10 over under on the body count. Oh, God. 75. Oh, no. You missed it by a mile. 129. Oh, I thought I was way over. And my final bit of trivia, uh, which is also a casting option, I will give you three guesses who Chuck Norris wanted to play the reporter. And I mean, think like, once you bash your head on the wall a couple of times to get your head in the in, in the space, where this would even make sense. I don't even know what. He Are means. these three? Okay, no, no. There's no, only, this is there's one, only person. one. There's only one. You're giving one. me three guesses. Yeah, the one person that he wanted, Chuck you're, Norris wanted. And I can see why, kind of, but is it, this someone I know? Or, absolutely, not personally. Obviously, I'm sure. I will give you a hint. I'll give you two hints. Okay, she is very funny. She was very funny in the '80s. And part of the 90s. That's a lot of hints. <laughs> You're still painting with a really broad stroke. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Nope, that's one. Um, Carrie Fisher. No, that would have made sense, actually. That would have been... She would have been good. Funny in the 80s. Gilda Radner. Close. Whoopi Goldberg. What? What? Indeed, sir. Why? Were they friends? What an odd... Why? I Why? Want, I want Whoopi. Uh, well, she's making Jump and Jack Flash right now. Sorry. That's got to be... I mean, honestly, I don't have it, but it just it just came to me. I'd rather see Whoopi Goldberg in the lead in this and Chuck Norris. Not as the reporter. Wait, what was what was she in? In 85... By 85... Dude, 80... Oh, man. Uh, no, actually, in 85, she was doing, like, the color purple. Was she really? Yeah, eighty five. I think was. I think that purple. was eighty four. But yeah, yeah. Either way, within a year. But yeah, okay. But I don't know. That's that's just weird as hell to me. Billy Crystal, that's not a woman. Go guess again. <laughs> uh, do you, what's your favorite scene? Um, my favorite line is uh, it was actually in the trailer. That, that guy says, "I'll see you in hell," and he goes, "I'll send you a postcard." That's kind of a good one. I didn't I didn't catch that one for some reason. Uh, my favorite line and my favorite scene are together. Beat it. Where's Rostov? Oh man, nobody knows how to find him. He's, he's on the move all the time. Rostov. Nothing, I only do what he tells me to. What the hell is going on? If you come back in here, I'm going to hit you with so many rights, you're going to beg for a left. Oh, yeah? Oh, you had to have known. Come on, man. There's a reason Rostov's trying to kill him. It was, I, I had it down, and then I found a, a worse line, but we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> I was like, that's the worst line. Actually, that's the best line. That's the best line, dude. That's I the best that. line. It's the best, worst, worst, best line. <laughs> when it's a Chuck Norris movie, they can fill either side of the column, in all honesty. But I thought it was a real dick move that, you know, Chuck Norris stuck that knife right into Lando's hand. <laughs> How's he going to fly the Millennium Falcon if he's... <laughs> Oh, he looked like a Mexican, like Lando. He did, he, or a Cuban, or uh, Lando. But yeah, man. <laughs> um, uh, what if you? Um, so I, oh, I'm not sure God. what. I'm not sure what this. Uh, Where are we going now? What trail are we going down? 
If you could make one change to the film. If you could make one change to the podcast, what would it be? <laughs> Edit out what we just said. <laughs> Remove every scene that features the most ineffectual... <laughs> every scene, period. Remove every scene. Remove every scene. No, remove every scene that features the most ineffectual cops on the planet who arrive late to a mass homicide, an ethnic riot, a Russian-Cuban invasion that used landing craft vehicles from World War II, <laughs> a car chase in a crowded shopping mall, and a suburban rocket launcher attack without once being in danger of having a clue on what the f*** is going on. <laughs> that, so I, I, you would change a lot then with I magic would, wand. My magic wand has many wishes. <laughs> First, I'd like to have seven more wishes, and then I would like to see Whoopi Goldberg. Well, but if it's just one wand wave, you know, I just flick the wand once, and then all those scenes are gone. Sure. But it's all those scenes. Okay, so <laughs> what if... Have you ever watched The Wire? Yeah. Okay, what if this was more like... And keep it canon, keep it stupid, keep it all... It's not even comic booky, but just canony. She. She. <laughs> Um, if you haven't seen The Wire, you have no idea. <laughs> That's the mayor or something. Uh, he is... If he's not the oh, mayor, he's, a, he's, he's someone a, in... He's, he's a, a politician. Yes. He's he is a, a politician. Like a councilman or a yeah. congressman. He's a congressman. She. she. And you can always tell the severity of what is being said to him by how long he stretches yeah. his shit. <laughs> yeah, that that's just funny, man. But no, what if this was like... Canon had like something kind of like The Wire, a film series... And this was part of a larger film series about like, okay, so this is what happens in Florida. Called this invasion Florida, and then there's like invasion New York, and there's invasion. You know how each season of The Wire took place in a different part of the city. Yes, it, it, it branched out. This was part of like a three or four part film series that Canon did. It doesn't have to always be Chuck Norris. Like one could be like some other '80s dude, um, Mexican Lando. <laughs> well, no, it's that, like a, it's a prequel. It still has to. <laughs> Pre-invasion. Just a lot of meetings. Yeah. But if it was, you know, if you had, I don't know who, who you could have be the California guy that fights off the invasion, but maybe each one's a little different. Each one, like one might be like a ragtag bunch of kids, like in Red Dawn. Um, it could have been, kind, could, of, could have been kind of fun. Uh, okay. And it would have been 80s as f- over the top and cheese, and it would have been, it would have been delicious. I'd watch it. Uh, my worst line <laughs> was the uh, April O'Neil knockoff going, I work for me. Also, oh, she's self-employed. Good yeah, for her. good for her. Good for her. It's- and she takes pictures at absolutely everything. Did you ever notice her technique is really for shit? <laughs> it's almost like the actress they hired doesn't... Doesn't know how camera work. <laughs> <laughs> I only know kicky punchy. Not <laughs> Look, it's one or the other. <laughs> Which one is it? Well, it's neither. Oh, I- is that a Nikon? No, it's a neither. <laughs> no, it's a Canon. <laughs> oh, Nathan with the win. Nathan wins. Episode over. See you guys next week. <laughs> and now a commercial break. <laughs> um, if you could recast the lead, who would you recast? <laughs> I put Jathan Statham, except... Uh, Jathan? Jathan. Let's start that over. <laughs> Asshole. No, I'm leaving it. I hate you. Do you want to tell your hot fart story to <laughs> Later. I haven't had enough to drink. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jason Statham, uh-huh. except I'd call the movie Invasion UK. <laughs> and then let's hope it doesn't involve a giant shark. <laughs> he, the Meg or whatever it is. I've not seen I it. watched that this morning because I had nothing else to do and wow. I was up. And it's a giant piece of shit. Here's a nice piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you recast it, how would you recast it? So, um, as Rostov, 
I went with George Papard from the A team. Okay. Hannibal. From Hannibal. The okay. From the A team. And as Matt, I was going to say Harrison Ford, but um, actually I have two for Matt too. But if you did Robert Redford, <laughs> he'd be a more heartfelt. The, the, you could, he definitely pick up that armadillo. I'll tell you that <laughs> right now. Or uh, if you want to go a completely different way, Willem Dafoe would have been a good Matt. He'd be definitely more loose cannon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get it, cannon? Okay. <laughs> You're fucking fired. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just George George Papard would have he he would have basically played Rostov about the same. He would have been a little more likable. <laughs> yeah, but but for Matt, you know, I, I always when I when I have one of those when it's somebody so cheese and just machismo, I always try to go with an actor that can do it, can do crazy action and be crazy and then action like, like a, and then like a legit actor that is good yeah but robert redford is redheaded just like chuck norris was so you barely you'd barely okay. you'd barely notice what era him. how old would he be would he be like butch cass's <laughs> son dance kid yeah yeah butch cassidy and Sundance just, just kid, or, for, uh... for sake of realism yeah yeah okay or you could do him now that'd be funny <laughs> 75 year old 85 year leather old. face <laughs> he is kind of leathery faced well, he's an old white man. I know. We don't age well, dude. No. We look like shit. Yeah, you've seen a picture of... I've seen a picture of you. You have a similar or equal film. I don't. I said I'm not well-versed enough in Chuck Norris films, which apparently you are, so I'm leaving this one in, <laughs> in blank. Uh, I can only imagine there are several other Norris flicks that are genuinely better than this piece of shit. Yes. I said... Uh, <clears throat> I've already said it, actually, this episode. Lone Wolf McQuaid. Have you ever seen it? No. And you said that earlier, too. I'm going to let you borrow it. Okay. It's actually not... I've been told that one. There's one other one. I can't remember the title. I'll look Austin it up later. Actually, Austin recommended Lone Wolf McQuaid, but there was one other one that... There's your shout out. Uh, there was one other one that I remember reading that was recommended that was considerably better than this one that he did like maybe a year or two before Invasion USA. I just can't recall what the title is. So. Okay. Um, you it's may, you very... may or may not have it. I don't know. I only have two. Well, well then three, it's probably Chuck not Norris that one. Now. Um Lone I have Wolf, three because it came in a three pack. Lone Wolf McQuaid's a better. The story is better. I mean, it's still stupid, but uh, it's, it's a better film. The care it's the same character pretty much. Just oh really? Yeah. I didn't realize Chuck, Norris, Chuck Norris does not have much range other have, than doesn't have a lot of range. Believe it or Chuck not, Chuck Norris and um, Chuck Norris to the extreme. But they're both just dirty. <laughs> so they're both Chuck Norris or Chuck Norris with Mountain Dew. They're both <laughs> dirty, hairy ripoffs. It's really all it is. Okay. Um, which takes me Don't sound like Eastwood has a, a ton of <laughs> range I mean, either. He's, he's got yeah. more range than Chuck Norris, yeah. but yeah. Um, it's going to take me right into my final thoughts unless you have uh, Does it hold up for you? Yes. I said, <laughs> I, I said I can't truly answer this question since I only watched this for the first time a few weeks ago. Since the film uh, is before the dawn of CGI, uh, the explosions are plentiful and quite amazing in yeah. all honesty. The production crew spared no expense in making sure that they had as many explosions in this film as humanly possible. <laughs> I'll give them that credit. That that's my my hold up. Does it hold up? Well, I, I didn't see this before, but sure. Um, like we said before, we have a new Christmas movie in our house now. It's it's going to rotate out because I'm like I said as well earlier. I'm not going to watch two Chuck Norris movies at Christmas time. It's just I don't want my wife to get pregnant. Too much Chuck Norris on TV. Put a bun in the oven. Um, <laughs> there's not a lot to the movie. It's got enough explosions and gunfights to make Michael Bay come. Um, 
That's why I says Michael Bay cringe, but I like Michael Bay coming better. Like you said, the explosions are real, and it's more fun than anything Michael Bay has ever made. It's Apex Chuck Norris, and it's odd that there's almost zero martial arts. Like we said, no. Yeah, you know what? That's in my closing notes too. No I gave it kicky. one. I gave yeah, no punchy kicky. I gave it one out of five roundhouses because that's all he gave <laughs> in the film. When you consider that he and his brother actually helped, like you said, write the write the story. It's in all honesty for me, it was a difficult pill to swallow. Uh, it's it's silly fun bazookas and explosions at the expense of innocent Floridians. <laughs> Chuck Norris feels disinterested in starring in this movie. Uh, and I am disinterested in his disinterest. <laughs> for a man who's known for his skills in punchy-kicky department, <laughs> uh, also known as martial arts, there's very few. Uh, I just... I, it, it kind of fizzles. It's it's a fizzle, yeah. It is not a C four didn't. It's not a fart. Work. It's a fizzle. <laughs> I'm still waiting for someone to buy me some Chuck Norris action pants. Did you send off a letter and a check? A letter, a letter and a check. I don't to, uh, to Doctor Dan. <laughs> <laughs> so coming up next, folks, <laughs> it was at this point Travis made an inappropriate joke and fast forwarded through it. Fast forward, fast forwarding, sir. <laughs> No, 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 go past this. Past this part. In fact, never play this again. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's Invasion USA. Um, it's a shit sandwich with no Miracle mayo. Whip. No mayo. No Miracle Whip. Just a, just a plain <laughs> shit sandwich. All right, here's Red Dawn. Calumet, Colorado. Population 8200. Before the sun sets, foreign soldiers will march victorious through the streets. School students will take to the mountains, fight for freedom, and become a symbol to unite America. Not bad for a bunch of kids. Wolverines! Red Dawn, rated PG-13. Starts Friday, August 10th. Check newspapers for a selected theater near you. You like a really short trailer, guys? That's dude. I I love that trailer. Actually, was that well? Pulled, did you pull that off of like I, a... the YouTube? <laughs> it didn't happen to show what like city or state that was in, did it? No, it didn't. It was just a TV thirty second spot. Have you seen those things where like people just put like old dated like commercials on? Yeah, with the all the wavy lines that, like that. I pulled this off of my VHS. That's yeah. Sat in a unair conditioned room for the past fifteen years. I've got a bunch of VHS tapes in the basement and be um, warbly warped. There, dude. There's mold all over them, but they still play. We figure you guys would. Yeah. You might. Now, when I see you guys, like all three listeners, both of you, <laughs> well, where was I going? I don't now? have any idea, man. <laughs> no, I was just saying we we dropped that one in for thirty seconds. I'm sure everyone may have enjoyed the fact they didn't have to listen to two minute trailer because the original trailer in watching in the theater, there's very little dialogue, and so it's mostly just images and music. I had. Um... So we went, ah, commercial. Holy cow, it was 30 years ago this year. It was 1989. I had a babysitter that summer. Um, and he went to, we went to the video store, and he was renting what he thought was summer school. Okay. But it was Red Dawn. <laughs> they got swapped, like in the case. Like we rented it from the library, I think. And now, I think was, we've discussed this once before. Now, I don't have. know if it's popped up on. So he puts, or not, it, but that. He puts it in the, the VCR. <laughs> And it's like, he goes, oh, hey, kids. oh, it's not summer school. 
It's Red Dawn. Oh, I guess it's yeah. no big deal. It's not a big deal. Yeah, I think it, both it, involve it, school. Immediately, like, uh, yeah. Maybe it, for the first two minutes it involves school. Immediately. Like, it terrified me. Oh, I can't <laughs> imagine why. Please, like, tell which, me. Uh, not, to, not to spoil it real quick, but that's my favorite scene is that, that initial yeah. invasion scene. That's just nicely plays out nicely. Well, I always forget when I rewatch this film is that it first starts with that prologue. That you almost have to pause. And oh, I read. did. I totally had to pause it because it goes by quick. It does. I mean, it really goes by quick. Anybody well, who hasn't read, watched it, we read a lot faster in the eighties than we do now. <clears throat> yeah, I don't read as much now. Um, so basically, I actually dropped it in my notes. The Soviet Union suffers worst wheat harvest in fifty-five years. Labor and food riots in Poland. Soviet troops invade. Cuba and Nicaragua reach troop uh, strength goals of 500,000. El, uh, El Salvador and Honduras fall. Green Party gains control of West German Parliament. Withdrawal uh, Demands withdrawal of nuclear weapons from European soil. Mexico plunged into revolution. NATO dissolves and the United States now stands alone. And I forgot that there was that whole lead up to not just, hey, we're getting invaded by Russians. No, this all led to what happens in the story. Here's why. Yeah, It's also supposed to be like 1989. It's never explained anywhere. But when I was pulling up trivia, this is actually supposed to be late 80s, not really? 84 when it was released. Because wow, it looks like 1982. Yeah. Well, they filmed it probably in 83. Yeah. Did, so is there some sort of. Yes, it's called Internet. I feel no. I feel like there's. <laughs> I feel like there's some sort of hullabaloo that it got filmed and then didn't get released for a year. No, not change. this one. That was the later one. Uh, the remake know. that happened. Uh, that years. may. I bet you there was delays on the remake. There was delays on the remake because they had originally selected in them as Chinese, and That's right. and it was going to be released. And there's. In China, and there's box office monies to be had in mm. China, and China said, mm, 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 "We don't like this," and so ah, okay, we'll do it North. You'll Korea. say that we'll do, <laughs> we'll do it North Korea instead. Okay, wait, <laughs> fuck right. them. So there were a lot of flag bits and pieces that had to be like digitally uh, changed on, okay, on, like on okay. their uniforms and everything. Yeah, so. it's, it's like you said with Invasion USA. the The plot itself is still. Pretty cool. Yeah. The idea is still pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Scary. You know, <laughs> It's pretty cool and scary. Yeah, it's it terrified Lisa as a kid. I don't know how old she was when she said she actually had finally seen it. I don't know if it was right around release or the rental era, but I don't remember seeing this in the 80s, to be completely honest with you. I saw this in 1989. Um, but, yeah, it would... It would I'm I'm certain that if I had seen this at the even within a few years before the the, the falling of the wall, that oh. would have terrified me like nobody's business. I yeah I don't remember I I don't have any memory other than, other than the teacher getting shot. I don't, yeah. I don't have any memory. I don't think we what watched are you guys it. Doing out here? I think I, I think I freaked out and, oh. and dude took it off the TV. But um, <laughs> that was like the three minute mark. <laughs> I was a pussy. It scared me. I yeah, that scared. would have scared you. Yeah, the, um, look, back to school scared you too. What's it, it did? What the, what the horror scene? Yeah. What's yeah? What's crazy is, so we're we're obviously we were alive and have plenty of memories pre right. pre nine eleven. It's kind of it's not what happened after nine eleven, but you know, 
weird shit happened. Yeah. Well, we weren't sure what was happening on 9-11. Right? Were we being invaded? What I was... worked that day. I remember staring at, like, they had turned most of the TVs at onto news broadcasts that day. And so I remember. It's kind it was of like a it new re- Yeah, it was like a new release day. And so I'm just standing there with an armful of CDs I'm supposed to be putting out. And I'm just like. Does, do I does even this need, serve a purpose yeah, do anymore? I, do I even need to put these CDs out? <laughs> no one's going to buy I, this shit. <laughs> do I need to go grab a broom handle and get to work? You know, like beating, beating comedies yeah, up? Yeah. It was, yeah. So in that regard, this, like retroactively, this movie yeah. kind of has a, that's like, again, it didn't happen that way, but it, shit kind of happened. So it's kind of, this is way grittier, way more realistic in some ways than Invasion in USA. In some ways, in many ways. I put it like, this film felt grander in scope compared to Invasion USA, even though yeah. they were like released within one year of each other. This came out a year before Invasion USA. Ah. And this is just in a small rural town in like Colorado, although I think they, I believe they filmed this in New Mexico. But makes sense. Yeah. You know that little movie that, uh, Milius did, yeah. I want to do something, but smaller in scope, but grander in scale, with a lot of explosions. What's funny is where Invasion USA tries to start big and gets small. This movie starts small and gets big, but it, yeah. then it stays in the woods the whole yeah. time. So it's like they both took, they both basically stayed in the same place. Mm-hmm. They you, both they both stayed in cheap shooting locations, but they they Red Dawn chose outside. Yeah, which we know just, how to do this. Yeah, which is just inherently big. Yeah. So it was free uh, to shoot there or whatever. You know, I'm sure it wasn't free, but it, it, yeah, you're right. It feels bigger because you're already, you're just, you're outside. Do, do you think this film earned its PG-13 rating? Oh. It really, it it is a violent film. It is, yeah. It is a violent film. There's a lot of action, a lot of it violence. Would not get, it and would. they're all at the hands of teenagers now. Yeah. Which, add that into it. That's <laughs> scary, too. Mm-hmm. I don't care if I'm having... If, if it means I don't get to party with Patrick Swayze and Charlie Sheen, I'm not f-ing drinking blood, dude. <laughs> Here's a deer. I understand. Um, the Native Americans may have done this. But I don't drink blood. Yeah, I'm not drinking blood. God. That's gross. I get it. No, it's your first kill, man. <laughs> no, that's all right, man. That's okay. <laughs> I'm going to puke. If you put that in my mouth, I'm going to throw up. It's going to ruin the whole scene. <laughs> and you're going to ruin all the meat because I'm going to barf on it. Do you think that, that those are the baggiest paratrooper uniforms I've ever seen? <laughs> Is that when, supposed to be like a dry suit? I don't know. But they just seemed awfully... Wouldn't it be all up around your neck as you're Flappable. Yeah. It's all up around your head as you're falling. Maybe. Parachuting down. I don't know. It. I noticed that too. They were very baggy. There was not... Are you guys freeballing under there? Like, does that feel... They're freeballing. Freeballing. Free falling. Free balling. <laughs> are we supposed to believe that the communists are so swift that they can invade the country without us knowing? Set up shop and basically own shit, but they can't stop three teenagers from getting to the gulag to meet Harry Dean Stanton. <laughs> yeah, it happens quick. But I think it's because of everything else that's happening. I think what's I think what I really like about the film is that they they take the time that normally it's like you don't know what's going on and you don't know what's going on other right. than we've been invaded and we need to get the hell out of here. Right, right. You don't really get like the the grand picture of everything that's going on in your country until um, – what's his name shows up? Powers Booth. Yeah, Powers Booth shows up. I don't remember what I call him in here later. Uh, him without a mustache is f- weird. I do know that. Yeah, that is odd. I always forget it. You just – he's like Burt Reynolds. 
Mm-hmm. Or uh, Tom Selleck, if he look, if he doesn't, ha- or, or my, Sam Elliott, or my dad, yeah. if he doesn't have his mustache, he looks weird. Weird. And it's not till he talks that you realize it's Powers Booth, or at least me. Um, when they pop into that um, that store, I'm like, do you think these kids grabbed enough coke as they raided the the Roberts family store before heading up to the hills? They had like four or five flats of coke, and Dad's like, take whatever you need, boys, go get out of here, because it was like one of their kids. It was it was his dad's shop. Yep. And it was just like uh, uh, he did Soul Man. I need Pop Rocks. What was C. It? Thomas Howell. C. Thomas Howell. Yeah, that movie's not racist at all. Um, <laughs> something. <laughs> What's happening, baby? You think that movie would have been made today? <laughs> Soul Man. <laughs> well, I mean, the Wayans no. did White Chicks, which is kind of a, so, a like reverse. the reversal. So yeah, yeah, no, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah I got this great idea. What we're gonna. We're going to do blackface. It's just like a I'm gonna tanning. Stop, I'm going to stop you right there. No. No. <laughs> no. You sure? No. Positive. Yeah, no. Shoot him yeah. in the dick. <laughs> Who? C. Thomas Howell. Shoot him in the dick shoot right now. D- Kevin Bacon, get in here and shoot C. Thomas Howell oh, in the dick. Me. Beat him over the head with your dick. And then, <laughs> and then shoot, shoot him. him in the dick. <laughs> it's a lot of dick play. <laughs> Aw. It's a different podcast. Something that bothers me. Uh, pissing in the radiator. <laughs> Oh, they do piss in the radiator. I was actually wondering if that worked. I don't know. Would that would have worked? Hey, mechanic friends. Please uh, send us your emails. It's sixpack.doublefeature at gmail.com. Let us know. Would pissing in the radiator actually work? <laughs> Please. I want to know. The, to kind of talk about transportation, it's like they get horses. And I get why they get horses. It's to kind of their their but freedom. It's smart. And it's not because now you oh. have to take care of horses. Well, but you, you have don't not... have to rely on fuel. Well, you do. You have to feed well, the horses. Yeah, you have to make sure the horses have gasoline. Water. I'm sorry. You got you a different type of fuel. You only have to find gasoline. But now you've got to make sure the horses have plenty of food, plenty of water, shelter, shelter, and and they're they're pinned up, tied, whatever. You know, it's. To me, that's a liability. It's like in the zombie survival guide, it talks about what weapon would you choose. Like, would you choose a ranged weapon, like a crossbow or a gun, or would you choose a blade? Well, if you shoot a gun, you're now down one round of ammo. And they hear you. And they hear you. Crossbows. That's always the zombie thing. Crossbows are silent, but you still, once you shoot one of your arrows. You got to make sure, can you get it back? You're you're still down a bit of ammo. Blades don't need to be reloaded. But blades. everything is always close quarters. Yeah. So clearly, I am ready for a Soviet invasion or a zombie outbreak. Um, That's what I put down here too. I'm like, I was just like, every time I watch this film, it makes me seriously consider becoming a doomsday prepper <laughs> for about thirty to forty-five minutes. I'm like, I I am not prepared. And then you realize you're going to smell not like prepared. campfire smoke all the time, and <laughs> and that's when I tap out. Nope, nope, that's all right. Hate smelling like smoke. <laughs> but being on the horses does make them look badass. So as far as moviness goes. But it's it's pretty, a good. It's pretty yeah. cool. They're cowboys. They're freedom fighters. You know, kind of thing. They are all in the long kids. run. If if they know how to take care of horses, it's going to work for them because they don't have to rely on gasoline. They don't have to rely on fossil fuels. Horses don't like gasoline. Yeah, kills them. Definitely, they're definitely more diesel <laughs> animals. <laughs> on a brighter note, as bright as we we can. win <laughs> in the end, eventually. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is there something that doesn't work for you? Uh-huh. Um. <laughs> Do we need the punches again? Uh, What doesn't work is I forgot how much the kids in this film seriously overact when they're emotional. When they're Mm. crying, 
Yeah. Uh, I know they're supposed to be kids, and so maybe it was just meant to feel fake because of how overdramatic they can be, or it's just a little more of either piss-poor acting skills, <laughs> or Milius is like, all right, I got to have a crying scene here. What else did Milius do? He's done more writing than directing, okay. but he actually, I believe he wrote, possibly directed the first Conan movie. He did... Uh, a couple of the Dirty Harry films. I know he wrote the second Dirty Harry, Magnum Force. Mm. Um, I know that he's done... He came in and assisted in rewriting the um, Indianapolis speech in Jaws. Oh, cool. Very cool. So it was like it was written, then Millie's came in and put all of his spin on it, and then... Robert Shaw knocked Shaw it Shaw just said, all right, now I'm also a writer. Can I make it work for me? And then he... So it took like three or four writings for that scene. Okay. But he's done some other things. I can't think of them right now. He's very kind of right-wing militant. When we eventually get to um, Big Lebowski, Walter was kind of a caricature of what Milius's oh, okay. persona, persona was. Okay. So wow. there's also that. Um, what doesn't work for me is that it transitions from scene to scene like a made-for-TV movie. But as far as a, just feeling like a movie, it feels like a made-for-TV movie. It does kind of have that feel. Without I, the- I would I would completely agree. Because honestly, do you think that it – I was kind of surprising that it was only like 30 days before they get back into town and the entire town has completely changed. They got up all the communist propaganda, pictures of Stalin and other communist leaders in 30 days. It's a little-known fact. Commies don't travel without lots Their posters and lots of and- posters and propaganda. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. They- Read your manual, folks. <laughs> Read manual, comrade. <laughs> <laughs> the music doesn't do it, it does, a, a lot of help either. It's it's very made-for-TV music as well. It does. It does feel a little... But, I, I, I mean, I, I notice it, but it doesn't silly. bother me. Cause no. It, it's still a really There are more cylinders story. firing than not in this movie, in my opinion. You know? Absolutely. There are things that don't work as well. You're right. But, I mean, this is a movie like... This film is like a how-to with modern... Uh, guerrilla warfare. <laughs> yeah. In the New Mexico mountains, yeah. Yeah. Or or Colorado. Shh. <laughs> it's <is> Colorado. <laughs> I think what I found surprising is how much attention is paid to a small rural town in Colorado 40 miles inside enemy lines. That's pretty much what their scenario was, is they were... Yeah. Everywhere that was taken over, it was here. Ah. <laughs> Calumet. Or... Where are we to assume the rest of the country's been invaded as well? Yes, it's the same question. They I came had. up through Mexico. That's why we need a wall. <laughs> well, I'm glad my five hundred dollar tax bill went <laughs> went to keeping Patrick Swayze in charge. But it's true. So. But in all in all honesty, that's what it was. Is pretty much in that, and then and Powers Booth's character kind of explains. Yeah, he's there's no Colonel security. Ex- Colonel they exposition. Just, they just plow through Mexico and come up, and this is the easiest way for them to invade the country. Where? Where are the f- the Marines? Where's the Air Force until later? On the coasts. Really? Probably. Somebody's played Risk. <laughs> I don't know. The US, that, the U.S. is only in four parts. <laughs> I don't. I think it's in the lower left quadrant. That I, um, feels, I can understand. That whole bit feels thin for me. I mean, I, I, I feel like they're trying to, hey, 
this is happening all over the country, but we're going to focus on this town. Yeah. Yeah. And you would be, I guess you would be cut off from communication and any outside information, but I don't know. It just gets, it gets real small and, and it never moves out of Colorado. It never moves out of that town pretty much outside of into the woods. Yeah. You know, that's it. Um, I'd be interested to check out the remake, but I don't. Okay. I'm not going to. Initially, um, you're like, oh, this may be good. No, it's not. Not really. The times not, they have it, they not, have a change. Not compared to this one. No. It's not good. What, um, my notes, my next note is magic wand. So if okay. I may. Please show me your magic wand, Harry. <laughs> All right. First, <clears throat> imagine if you will. Okay. 1963, the Catskill Mountains. A young dance instructor has a new mentor. Who got lost on his notes. <clears throat> Shut up. <laughs> a young dance instructor has a new mentor. An even younger girl from the city. You see, she's a wallflower. And he's teaching her to dance. Dirty. After several weeks of working on a routine, and let's be honest here, a budding romance, the pair have a proper date. The instructor, Johnny, takes his new sweetheart to hang with some friends. One of Johnny's friends, Marvin, a jazz drummer from Greenwich Village, offers her a drag from his cigarette. That tastes funny, she thinks, but shares a few more hits, as he calls them. Soon, she is beside herself, ranting and shouting about how the communists have invaded the heartland. They're killing gas station owners, she cries. They want our wheat. They hate freedom. Later, on a couch in her parents' bungalow, Baby realizes she's had the first of many weed freakouts. <laughs> yes, Francis has had uh, Francis OD'd on weed, evidently. Oh, um, that is quite an interesting scenario you've proposed. Thanks. thanks. So that w- that would be a fun magic wand for me. That it's just all a weed, a weed freakout uh, dream from Dirty Dancing. My other one would be uh, ease up on the music a little bit. It's a little saccharine and overbearing at times. It is just just like soap opera ish. It's not bad, but it's, it's not, not. But not, it's not. I don't. It's not. I don't. It hate doesn't anything. feel as grand as other other scores could be for a movie like this. I guess I John Williams was busy that week. I don't know. He made it. It could have been like that. I actually would have made it. That would have put it over the top. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like don't in I, a good way or in a good way. Yeah, okay, yeah. it would have it would have really further sold it. I don't hate anything. I I actually really like this movie. Um, it's a little long, but not. Apparently, my what doesn't work is the same as if you could change one thing in the film, what would be? Not everyone who is a teenager cries like a baby when bad things happen. (laughs) I sure did. I sure did. Uh, I would go back and reshoot all of those scenes, tell them all to turn the dial down from 11 to like 5 or 6. Oh, wow. And then just, I, I feel like, to me, it would feel more relatable and believable if there, if there was less overacting. Sure. And, and just in the crying emotions, everything else, fine. But it just feels like. How about when? <laughs> That's Swayze. I see Swayze. You're doing Swayze, right? No, now. I think I was doing Charlie Sheen or C. Thomas Howell. I don't know. C. Thomas Howell does. Yeah, he bitches up. But then he loses his goddamn mind. Well, that's yeah, that's definitely true. <laughs> um, did you find it? Uh, I find it quite amusing that Lorraine. Shooting the fifty caliber rifle, have gun will travel, man. <laughs> Although she probably had to have someone else carry it because that I'm sure that sucker was heavy as fuck. 
I want to do so if, if you remember <laughs> yeah if you remember a few years ago I posted a picture of Gene Wilder from Silver Streak with an M16. Okay. Yes. You remember that? I want to start a collection of photos of actors or actresses that you would never think you would see holding heavy artillery like that. Holding heavy heavy artillery. Starting with Gene Wilder and then going with uh Leah Thompson here with the 50 cal. I I noted that somewhere in here. It's just she I mean she they they all went through, I believe, at least some modicum of... So you're a peeping Tom, eh? <laughs> Lorraine! Aim for the head! <laughs> exactly. I guess her dad is Sam Kinison in this scenario. <laughs> Sorry, you guys. Uh, yeah, just they... ran over the body after I got shot down out of the tree instead this time. <laughs> uh, how When you eat dry cereal... <laughs> I don't eat dry cereal, so... When, okay, did you ever eat dry cereal when you were younger? Like just as a snack? Yeah. Ever? No. no not really? No, we weren't poor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Travis wasn't poor. No, but just in general. <clears throat> when I actually grab- did. I, I have before. And I would actually take a glass of milk with me and eat a bite of cereal and then drink it with some, chase it with some milk. Oh, okay. That's great. That's so, that's actually some that's poor, just that's some poor person shit. Actually, no, that's just cereal on the go. <laughs> that's what that's called. <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, when I would eat cereal uh, dry as a snack when I was poor, <laughs> but I never emptied it out like open face like yeah who does that yeah see Thomas Howe Robert or whatever his name is <laughs> he Robert took, well he took he got addicted to tanning pills a couple yeah, years later because. Uh, you don't eat you don't eat dry cereal like that. It's just a handful. Uh, yeah, it's just a handful, like an apple. Yeah, <laughs> Lisa was like, we were watching that together, and she was like, "That'd be you with the corn checks." I'm like, mm, "No, I'm more of a rice checks guy." <laughs> <laughs> really? I like rice checks more than corn checks, personally. What's wrong with you? I like them both, but Actually, I prefer I prefer eating, rice. Why are you eating checks in any at all? Because I'm a man, baby. You poor piece of shit. That's what you want. <laughs> so plot points and pacing. Above what I said already, let's re let's like it gets re, like let's it, re-record this. <laughs> <laughs> no, it gets right into the story, which I think is cool. There's not. Does it feel a little slow at times? Oh, absolutely. You're like, well, I don't <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of. I think it when on my rewatch, it played a little slow. Yeah, I feel like it's in, it's intentional. Like they have to get really. It, I think they have to get to where they're at mentally ah. before. See, I I was attributing it to. Poor piss poor editing. No, oh. that back then movies could be a little. They could breathe a little bit more. They could, and we're just impatient now. And it's probably a bit of both. Right. It's a bit of piss poor editing. Not piss. No, poor editing. I a, wouldn't a say bit that. Of, it's a bit of. It could use an edit, but also we're, I, we're an impatient society. These how days. I noted it was just like there needs to be that time of progression to slowly turn these teenagers into war torn compatriots. And how long elapses from the start? Several months. Like, well, I mean, before they go into town, it's like a month. But, I mean, it goes from, like, October. I think it starts in October. Yep, it does. The film ends in, like, February or March. But they have to slowly lose their innocence. And I think... It does, in my opinion. And I think it it needs to take that time to let it breathe so you can feel some of those people just lose it. lose it. it. It doesn't... That doesn't happen, in my opinion. It does, it's, not, it's not long. There's not, not enough time. Yeah, not believably. Yeah, no. I I agree. I think there would be. More, should I have, think there needs to be more. Should time. have spanned over a couple of years. Um, 
but I think, the, and then the other thing that I mo- I mentioned on on plot points is I think they did a really good job of Powers Booth's character. As I don't have it, I only have it noted what his character's name is. I call um, him Colonel Exposition. Colonel Exposition, yeah, because that's what he does. That's his purpose. That's um, why he's there. Andy Tanner, Andrew Cur- Lieutenant Colonel Andrew Andy Tanner, United States Air Force. The, Who knows that the that the capital of Texas is Austin, not Houston? Just so you know, it actually is Austin, not Houston. <laughs> It's another shout out. Um. <laughs> you hear that? Dead Powers Booth? <laughs> he didn't. Shocker. He did not hear. Yeah. The dead can't hear. Did you hear it? No. I'm Say dead. it louder. I'm still dead. No, but I like the exposition that doesn't feel like expo- exposition. It, it still feels a little like it exposition. Does it? Yeah, to me. Not to me. I think it's a good way because these kids have no idea what's going on. And it, 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 I don't hate it. Right. But it's still like. It comes at a time in the movie when you're like, okay. What is going on? Yeah. Oh, hey. What about New York and L.A. and, and things like that? Do we, still like, get, do we still have heroin in movies being made? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it comes in like at a convenient time. It, it does. Just, it, it comes in the time it's supposed to come in, but I can yeah. see how it can feel. Are we to way. assume that he had a relationship with... That was Le- cut out. Leah Thompson? That was cut out. That's... Fucking weird, man. And then that no, it's not cut, cut out because it's still implied. It's implied, but a lot of it was cut out. <laughs> That's in one of my trivia bits. Is that was that was cut out? That's there was more implied because I guess she had had issues, and then the actress made, or the character. She, yes, the character had had problems. Yeah, because she's like and, a feral dog, dude. Yeah, she's she barely talks. Actually, both of those girls barely. Talk. Like I said, walks. Well, they had both been like assaulted and potentially abused, and that's the reason why. Okay. Ben Johnson's character says, "Take my granddaughter and her friend, or whatever," and they take them out so they don't have to worry about them anymore. Gotcha. Like I don't know. Can I stay down in your cellar? I'd rather stay in the cellar. Yeah, I can hide in the cellar. It's warm yeah. or Not- cool, depending on the time of day, <laughs> time of year. <laughs> 66 yeah. degrees all the time. Yeah. Uh, so it's implied that they were assaulted or something by some commies. Yes. I don't even think it's implied. I think there are – I think it's – well, maybe it, right. is it, is Actually, kinda, it is said. It's said, but it's implied in, in, the, in the dialogue that's delivered. So that, that, bit of, that bit of backstory that would help sort of flesh out these two characters, do it in front of the – Well, in front is – Come in front of the pop filter. Shut up. Pop filter won't – Take that out. <laughs> I hate We've that. only been doing this for three years, and uh, Nathan's still two. trying to open beers. Two butthole. Two, yeah. Two years, three seasons. Two plus. Like, they, they basically do disservice to these two ladies. Yeah. They put them in there because there's an EEOO kind of thing. Yes. And they don't do much, really. I mean, if they kill some people. Um, Especially Leah Thompson. <laughs> Leah Thompson goes ham with that gun, dude. <laughs> Yeah, she's and then, she's on top of it. She she has a pretty like she loved making this movie. Loved it. Really? Yes. Is that part she, of your trivia? Yeah. You know what? Fuck it. Let's get into your trivia. Okay. Uh this was like we all know. This is the first PG thirteen movie. This is the first PG thirteen movie. Yeah. You did not know that? I or you kind of maybe heard it and I forgot. knew it was I knew it was either this or Temple. No, no. Temple and Gremlins is what pushed them to come up with an additional rating that wasn't R. Really? PG-13. So do you think a 13-year-old girl f***ing Powers Booth would have made it R? NC-17 or R? A hard R? Okay. Sorry. So, yes, first first PG-13 movie. 
All right. I didn't know. I thought, actually, I thought Temple was the first PG-13. Nope, it wasn't. But you'd figured after seeing someone Kalima and ripping out someone's heart that maybe it should be a PG-13. Yeah, this is not necessarily R. No, no, I think this is R. Someone's going to rip a, my <laughs> heart out of my chest. It should be R. You know who the first person to rip a heart out? Uh, Mary Ellen Moffat. <laughs> tore, <laughs> tore it right out of my sweater. Yeah, you know it. Uh, <laughs> um, Bitch. But, <laughs> thanks, Steven Spielberg, for that joke. Or Matt, no, Matt I, I made that joke. You're like, no. Anyway, uh, the budget of this movie was four point two million. It was one third the size of Invasion USA. The budget Invasion USA was like at least twelve or thirteen, and this film feels three times as big. This well. The main difference is this film has actual actors. In this it. film has Good actual actors. Act- well, that, Good actors. But and the story. Just, the, just the scope and feel of this film feels so much more grand yeah. in scale. Yeah. And wow. it made it, on on a budget of four point two, and it made thirty eight. Uh, That's good. Yeah, no, it made it definitely made its money back. Had no problem, and it was a teen movie. I wasn't thinking about the fact. Lisa was like, "This is a teen movie." You know that this movie made money because. All the teens wanted to see the teen or what we assume are teens in their age in the movie right, acting right. in the film. And sure. so obviously this was a teen film, even though it was pretty much seen as a war film in many ways. Um, Millie's desire for this film was just like he wanted to show the, the futility of war. <laughs> Sorry about the dog. Dog was barking. We had to eat. And we, also, <laughs> we, we had to eat. All right, so he was trying to show the realism of war. Right. And a teen movie at the same time, which... They're really not a teen movie. This is just the futility of war, just with teenagers. It's not a teen movie. It's really not. Not really. You really see, think I, about see it, it. I see it as a teen movie. Do you really? I do. More than... A gripping futility of war story? Yeah, I do. Yeah, maybe. Um, do you Shut have any up. other trivia before I say no, who it. I would... No, I... The original script was called Ten Soldiers. T-I-N? Ten. Ten. Or T-E-N. T-E-N. Like one zero ten. One zero ten? What's funny? So it's this a thousand, is what I did. one thousand and ten soldiers? No, it was ten soldiers. <laughs> no, I think what's funny is I was doing some research and I thought it said teen soldiers. <laughs> I swear <laughs> to God, I thought I it mean? was a... Yeah. You think it's a teen movie, too. That's, yeah, that's not right. a bad title. Teen soldiers. Or uh, uh, ten soldiers isn't bad. Uh, they said that, Red Dawn uh, is better, though. Red Dawn is better. <laughs> Five of the 36 paratroopers in the uh, beginning of the movie did did get blown as much as a mile off course during filming. I was filming. wondering where that was going to go after did get blown. <laughs> I did, unfortunately, make a pause there By unintentionally. <laughs> and baby. It's like blowing my brother. <laughs> oh, God. Fun, but awkward. This was. Did you know that this was uh, Charlie Sheen's? Debut film debut. I did not. I wanted this is his first feature film debut. He still got some wetness behind his ears. He does. The film made the Guinness Book of uh, of World Records for really? having the most acts of violence of any film up to that time. <laughs> America, yeah. Uh, according to their calculations, one hundred and thirty-four acts of violence occur per hour, totaling uh, showing it by basically every two point two three. 
minutes, there's some form of act of violence. Wow. She said, Leah Thompson said that uh, this was the best time she ever had making a movie. That's why I was going to ask you. That's why we got into trivia so quick. I <clears throat> just got right into it. Did they did they do any kind of military training? Dick Dale. Dick Dial? Dick Dial? Dale is a guitar Dick player. D- Dick Dale is a guitar player that recently passed. He's done stuff for 20 or 30 years. I think he started with Oliver Stone. He did stuff uh, for Platoon. But they uh, they sent them in on uh, an eight-week military training course. Wow. Yeah. That's kind of we need so they you. weren't doing like they weren't doing the the training training they were doing like the actual the yeah fun, they the wouldn't fun feed training. him until he was ready to feed him oh you really know, like you're doing what I tell you to do when to do it and for how long that's awesome and you will eat when I feel that you've earned your meal kind of training that's how hardcore it was for them for eight weeks they went through almost like boot camp pretty much okay kind of. Yeah, actor oh. boot camp. Right, right. <laughs> but still. So she said she had the most fun on this movie. Then, when when did she say that? Uh, she said it in the documentary that was at least ten to fifteen years ago. But she said that she, man, she hasn't been anything in ten to fifteen years. <laughs> 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 but she said this was the most fun she ever had making a movie. So, uh, wow. C. Thomas Howell had been a rodeo cowboy before, in real life. So he helped teach everyone else how to ride horses. Huh. Before this How movie. How old was he in this? Probably 23, but looked 15. Okay, okay. A lot, I mean, that happens all the time, but it's really yeah. weird now thinking that a lot of the actors that you associated with being a teenager in these teenage movies that you watched when you were a teenager were actually like 24. Right, right. <laughs> uh, there were no computer graphics, uh, chroma key composites, or miniatures. Everything, all explosions were all done in real time awesome. and real actual like size. That's awesome. Uh, we we touched on this before. A love scene between characters Leah Thompson and Powers Booth was uh, was cut from the film. Was it filmed? <clears throat> it was filmed. Ah. Preview audiences noted they found the age difference uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Uh, yeah. Do you have your driver's license? No. All right. Drop your pants. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. Do you have your driver's license? No. Uh, you look 18. Uh, you'll we'll, do, I'll, I'll, I'll roll the dice on this one. How old are you? Old enough? No, I don't think so. Oh, God. That's so... Yeah. Who uh, thought that was a good idea? John Milius probably uh, at first, and then the studio said, eh. Normally, wait, 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 wait. Normally, I want to see deleted scenes and like alternate footage. I don't want to see that. I don't either. Uh, Jed rides. Uh, Jed writes his own name as well as Matt's name on the rock before they're both shot and presumably killed at the end of the movie. That was something that we were when we watched it last. Lisa was like, "I didn't realize that Jed wrote their names up on the wall, knowing, hey, we're going in and we're probably going to die. We're going to put our names up on that rock." Mm. Okay. Uh, the up the upbeat epilogue uh, showing on partisan rock with a voiceover explaining that America eventually won the war was added at the studio's insistence. <laughs> yeah. Milius for the part, uh, for his part, he, he viewed the ending as darkly ironic, suggesting that the character's struggles were ultimately reduced to a lonely monument. Hmm. He didn't want that. So he, he didn't. didn't, he didn't want to show that by the end we won. He was like, it's kind of ironic now. So Duh. if if Millie's cut had actually gone through, we wouldn't have gotten the just a little bit of epilogue at the end. With so the if rock. he if he had gotten his way, it would have yeah. just been their their struggles reduced to the 
monument. Yeah, one last bit. I kind of like that. Yeah, I kind of like that too. I kind of like the ending that it is, but I kind of like like you don't know if they it's the same ending as uh, did. Did the U.S. get absorbed and we are now communist comrade? <laughs> or uh, last bit? I have one bit of casting. Ooh, also rans. Uh, just one. Okay. This person was originally cast as Jed, but had to drop out due to other filming commitments. One person is Jed. I'll give you two guesses instead of three. Filmed in 1984? Filmed, I think it's filmed in 83. <clears throat> he is a known actor, but you probably haven't seen him act in anything in 15 years at least. Anything relevant is still in the 80s pretty much when you think of this actor. Who? And he is related. His family is all kind of known for acting. That's where I'm going to end it. I'm going to say... I can't remember his first name, but he's Carradine from Revenge of the Nerds. Robert Carradine? No, not Robert Carradine. And my only other, and I know it's not him, but Joey Lawrence. No. What other family is already starring in this movie? That yeah, has... I was going to say Emilio Estevez. Yeah, which it was is, Emilio. Which is funny because I actually recast Matt as Emilio <laughs> oh, Estevez. <yeah. laughs> Let's go into recasting then. <laughs> so why don't you start yours off uh, okay. with recasting? So I went with the top four actors. Okay. The top four, the top four roles in this, which okay. are Jed, Robert, Erica, and Matt. And I replaced Jed with Judd Nelson. Okay. I replaced Robert with Anthony Michael Hall. <laughs> I replaced Erica with Molly Ringwald. And I replaced Matt with Emilio Estevez. Hey, where does Ali Sheedy fit in on this? She doesn't. I only went with four. If I'd gone five, I would have recast the entire Breakfast Club. <laughs> You're a dick. And I knew once you said Judd. Judd Nelson, I was like, he's going you, with Breakfast Club. Just imagine how those campfire scenes would have been different with this, the five of them bitching at each other about how life is shitty. <laughs> Yet you won't let a guy stick a tongue in your mouth. I have ammo to clean. <laughs> I, I couldn't. Have, I, I have, couldn't. I've got deer blood cooking. Yeah, I couldn't recast this movie. Uh, just, so I, I just went Brat Pack. No, it because. makes sense and it's funny. I like it. I couldn't do it. I said, I'm like, I'm not going to answer this question. They remade the movie in 2012, and they had Thor in it and other people. (laughs) Uh, I said, however, in its place of this question, I would propose a different recommendation. I said, remake this as a limited series on, like, Netflix, Hulu, or Amazon Prime. Set the film period in the 80s. Play it as an alternate history series. Oh. I I would have each season be like three or four seasons. I would I would cover like specific time frames from like invasion to resistance to Russian occupied Colorado and liberation. And doing this, you could get greater character development and yeah. additional story arcs to make, you know, the story richer because you don't get a lot of character development in this No, you, re- you really, you really don't. don't. That's one of my complaints as well. Yeah, you don't because there's time constraints and you have to move them to point A to point B to point C to finish what they need to do. That's a really good idea, man. Yeah, if they did this as like 30 or 40 episodes, that would be really interesting. I'd give you three seasons. Three seasons would probably work. It'd be 30 episodes. Four maybe like, eh, no, let's just go with 10, 10, 10. One, two, three. Three-act yeah. structure, just do, yeah, I, I would totally... That that's my wish instead of recasting it. That's that, I like that. That being said, does it still hold up? Yeah, I mean, I feel like this film's aged pretty well. It it relies on practical effects, yet still feels somewhat relative. And even if 
you look at the film <clears throat> as more of an like an honest look with just like a survival guide. Yeah, you know, yeah. while while I didn't see this as a kid, you know, I I think the first time I saw it, I was either out of high school, you know, maybe in college by then, and it, I think the film would have given me nightmares, honestly, about the Cold War if I had seen it at the time frame of like anywhere from like eighty four to. 90 it would just been like uh, yeah yeah it probably would have bothered me quite a bit it bothered so, me it bothered me where do you where do you put it before it's, i have one other question for you before we go into any any additional oh, final i got thoughts. A, i got a couple other things okay first, good but, so including your dog barking I and mean, you probably don't hear it listeners but i wonder if they do i don't think radar's <laughs> on board um so yeah the movie is too long is it too long because they don't? Where they because it's eighties long. It's eighties long, and we're a little impatient. But it's also eighties long, and then it's like you're just like there's a lot of establishing stuff, and then just hanging around, and like the the drinking the blood thing. Like it was a bonding thing. It was, but it, it wasn't believable. Like they didn't show <clears throat> you don't meet their dad until he's in the gulag, and then he's dead, potentially. Yeah, presumably. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> they just the time they have. It almost feels like a wasted effort to have it's Harry wa- Dean Stanton, and he's like, "Well, where are you on me behind that me! chain? Yeah, that chain link fence, and didn't say avenge me." The I feel like there's additional they have, scenes. They that, have extra time that they just squander with foolishness, like pissing in the radiator, and just like establishing shots. And I don't, I don't know. They there's no okay. Let me back up. It's not that it's too long. It's they don't develop any characters correctly, like you said. Right. Or they don't develop them well with the time they have. The so, only character that's slightly better developed is... See Thomas Howell? Yeah, because he he turns into he, a, a... A blood-hungry... Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm down with killing. Yeah. I'm all right I, with I, it. I want, I, I'm actively looking. Uh, yeah, because it, I mean, you got to admit, it was hard to watch when they find out that, that the mayor's kid got... Forced the tracking beacon, made him oh, swallow it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, was gonna... that was hardcore. Who was uh, the mayor? Is a good character actor. Uh, yeah, yeah, that guy. Um, <laughs> I can't think of his name. I can't now think. He's, but he always plays. He's basically... been in a million things. Yeah. Um, yeah, the most... mayor is a jerk. But um, yes, and when you realize it's children that are fighting off the communist forces, it's a little dumb. They're a little organ. They're a little too organized for not having much of any training outside for, of the eight weeks. Basically, for shooting the movie, just having pubes. <laughs> yeah, they're 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 the single finest fighting force since the Israelis holding off the the communist invaders. It's a little stupid, but I still like this movie. I'll let it go. Yeah, yeah. my favorite scene, is, and I don't even have a clip for this one because most of these. Most of these are not very dialogue. There's not a lot of, not a lot of dialogue. There's not a lot of dialogue. But my favorite scene is when they're first starting to figure out the guerrilla warfare and they use um, Jennifer... Uh, Jennifer Grey. Jennifer Grey. When they when they use her as bait and they bring the soldiers in and then they just pop up out of the ground. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah. That's my favorite scene because they're just starting to figure out, hey, if we're going to try to make... Any progress in what we're doing, <laughs> sure. we need to do it, and we need to do it well. Before I uh, ask you about a similar or equal film, you said you had another question you were going to ask me. That's great, because I have no idea what I was going <laughs> to ask you. Excellent. So is there a similar or equal film you would recommend? Uh, I would say uh, this was difficult, 
This really was, it was a weird one for me too. I have um, one. But. I, I have one as well. I was like, I forgot how much of a war movie this really feels like hmm. in in many ways. It's yeah. much more than yeah. you. But but if I'm going to go with Cold War themed, possibly involving teenagers, I'm like, it's not Cold War. But I'd recommend Starship Star Troop Shoopers. Oh, Let's start that one over again. No, we're leaving that in. I hate you. <laughs> Starship. <laughs> I believe what Nathan Star is... Troop shoot... Oh, man. I Please take all of this out. If you don't, I'm going to not release this episode. I believe what Nathan is trying to say is Starship Troopers. God, I cannot... That, those say S's. It. Say Starship it. Troopers. There you go. Hey, you like that one? <laughs> uh, it's, it's really a satirical look on fascism. Okay. But... I've, I've seen parts of it. I'd... Extreme patriotism propaganda, but it kind of hits some of the same notes. Just more, much more violent. Okay. <clears throat> it's kind of an enjoyable popcorn flick. Uh, yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Lisa came back with two other recommendations that I, I can't remember. It's oh, been so well, long perhaps since Perhaps Lisa should start her own show. <laughs> no, I'm going to drop these ones in here anyways. Because okay. I think they're good, but it's just been so long since I've seen them. We need to have her in she at rec- some point. We, we should. Um, she recommended Taps or Toy Soldiers. Uh I've never seen. Wait, Toy Soldiers is not the one about the toys, is it? No, Toy Soldiers is the one about the uh, preppy private school. Okay, that, okay. Where I think the kids or part of the or the parents get uh, kidnapped for ransom by terrorists, huh. and then uh, Taps is a military school that gets shut down. Those two were decent recommendations. I just couldn't use them personally, just because. It had been too long since I've watched them. But she said that they felt thematically on the same level as Red Dawn. Sure. So what was your recommendation? Postman. (laughs) Just unconventional. Did you want to know Jerry the Contractor? (laughs) Yeah, he was my dad. He got put in the gulag. (laughs) Uh, I can can see. No, I can see that. That, It works. It's different. It's different, but it's still kind of thematically the same. Yeah. Yeah, but nothing, nothing so overt as no. That's, Lisa's that's which is the, hers were really good. Now that now that you say that, I remember Ten Soldiers, um, Toy Soldiers, Toy Soldiers. Yeah, this is Ten Soldiers, T I N T E N, Ten Soldiers or Ten or Teen. You One, pick two, three, four, five little Indians. <laughs> um, Calumet. <laughs> that's a deeper meeting. One, two, three, four, five little Indians and a Calumet baking soda. Nathan made a uh, off mic reference to Calumet in Colorado. Calumet, Colorado, which is where this takes place, is uh, Calumet baking soda is which shown. is predominantly shown in like the background uh, in the in the, the Shining, the food vault in the Shining, right? You know, which takes place in Colorado. Yeah, I don't think that these two movies take place in the same universe. Though that would be fun. The entire uh, Soviet. Here's Kami. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the entire yeah, Soviet so. army and everything is invading the U.S., but Jack Torrance and his wife and his son are still snowed in the Overlook, and they have no idea that any of this is happening. Um, and somehow Chuck Norris would show up and save them. Um, just in, but just in time. Just in time. Always yeah. just in time. Do you have any final thoughts on this uh, before we get to some chasers? I mean, rather than playing Cowboys and Indians like you most likely our parents probably did sure. as kids, yeah. we... There's a good possibility that a majority of our generation basically played 
Hey, let's defend our country against the Russians, <laughs> G- GIs, and the and Soviets. Commies? Yeah. Uh, why? Because those were the images that were ingrained uh, during the final decade of the Cold War. You know, Red Dawn embodied a mixed bag of of honest emotions we all had during the eighties. Does it lead towards a little right wing conservatism in this movie? Definitely. Uh, you know, but is it seen as outlandish propaganda? Maybe. <laughs> but at least these kids decided to fight back. I think that's what's America. You know, America. They wanted to defend their country. They didn't want to just accept their fate and throw their hands up. Sure. And in and of itself, it, it doesn't that doesn't make it a bad film. And so that's why I really like this movie is because these kids said nope. Not not in my backyard, and I think that's why Red Dawn works. Sure. For me, it ebbs and flows into a fairly realistic invasion scenario and then a ridiculous teen, we're in charge now kind of fantasy yeah. thing. <clears throat> it's kind of like a Twilight Zone episode. It is. In that regard, I think it's really cool. It's odd and out of place. And in, in, in it's, 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 I don't quite get with the teen's. I don't believe them as a as a, as a strike force. But tell me what other teen drama, teen movie from the eighties or nineties, even that almost all of the lead actors died at the end of, by the end of the film. Breakfast Club, Director's Cut. <laughs> <laughs> don't you forget about me. <laughs> but you can't because you're dead. No, it's just that aside. I, I, yeah. I, I forgive it that because it's not. I mean. You explain how that would happen, you know. You can't because it's it's a, it's a decent idea. It's just kind of odd and out of place for me. But it's in this day and age, it's still kind of oddly relevant. Yeah, I mean, <clears> do you think, do you think that do you honestly believe that if something were to happen now, that there would have been a group of teenagers that would have been able to do something like this? Compared no, they would to all be thirty they, years ago. They would all be standing around with their phones, not having service, and bitching about it. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. The they same would be thing. the I'm like, first ones. We'd against, be screwed. They wouldn't even be put against a wall and shot. They would just be shot in the streets while they were bitching about their phones not having service. Because yeah, the commies cut the service. Um, I don't. It's getting a the, signal. It's, <laughs> excuse me. Anyway, um, it's just a bit too long for my liking, and it's, I I noted here just like you said, it would be better as a miniseries. It did. I, yeah, it would, it would have had time. I think to flesh, so. I it think would have had time really to flesh out. You could have gotten to know some of the commies and why they're motivated. You could have humanized them a little bit. Mm-hmm. And like general, it um, always works better to humanize the communists before you kill them. Well, everybody's just people, man. I mean, it, everybody's the good guy in their version of the story, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, all they wanted was some wheat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> once every ten years on this on this movie is fine enough for me because. I said, uh, I think I've w- w- worn this well that it is. It's a little too long. Um, we don't have them anywhere near, unless you're. You got anything else to say? Hit, hit up a couple chasers. Talk yeah. about next week. I'll and, grab some chasers here. Okay. You spill so much beer, it's hard to tell if this is spilled. This beer. one is still the one that has a lot of beer spilled on it. <laughs> this is not one we've talked about before. Okay, so I could just be drunk. All right. Oh, I'm definitely drunk. Um, <laughs> I'll go first. <clears throat> Rainy day afternoon with nothing to do. What movie or genre will you watch? I'm throwing on the Goonies. Wow. Okay. 
it. It's I'm also actually, rainy in many ways in that in that film. Kind of, it just feels like a good rainy day. Okay, rainy day Saturday is a good kid adventure. I grew up, like I said, I grew up watching this one compared to you. So, never seen it. It's definitely one that we'll at some point have to revisit and so compare. We should. We, should we need to pair it with Stand by Me. Yeah, I was going to say we should pair it with Stand by Me. That would be great. Uh, but I would say the Goonies. It's it's very for me. It's nostalgic and and kid oriented. It makes you want to. It makes you feel like you're a kid again. Sure. So that would be mine. The Goonies. Um, if it's got to be a movie, I'll give you. A, well, I'll give you two. You what would you pick? Movie and then if it's not movie and you had a better answer. If it's not movie, it would be like. Uh, this goes if Jamie's home. If Jamie's not home. If Jamie's oh, not home, it's, you have options A or B. Yeah. If it's if Jamie's not home, it's like Star Trek or Doctor Who. Um, if Jamie's home and rainy day, we'll typically go back to like a TV show, Glow or uh, Santa Clarita Diet. I haven't watched past the first season yet. Santa Clarita? Yeah. It's, it's good. It's good. I think you'll like it. We we like Timothy Oliphant a lot. Yeah. <clears throat> Stuff like that. And um, you can't go wrong with Drew Barrymore. No, she's really good. She's really good in it. She's not believable as a mom. <laughs> um, but... That's that's a that's different, a different podcast. That's a different, that's a different podcast. <laughs> um, if we're talking movie, probably honestly something like Red Dawn. Seriously, I can see that. I it's can just t- a languid, can... it's the languid, slow playing out story. Or um, if we're a little more engaged, Roadhouse or Waiting. Okay, the movie Waiting about serving. So that's that's my horribly political answer of not making a decision and giving you several options. <laughs> What's your question? <clears throat> This is a pretty easy. This is so easy. Okay. You're like, great. I don't believe you. Lando Calrissian. Uh huh. Billy D. Williams or Donald Glover? Billy D. Williams. Billy D. Williams. I. Because he invented. Only because. Only because he invented the character. Yeah. Not invented the character, but he was. Yeah. He's OG. Right. You know? But. But. And but I Donald to, Glover is. I forgot to say, uh, Georgie Georgie Dubs in Texas sent in my question. Who sent in your Texas question? Um, your Texas question. Who sent in your question? My wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I love Donald Glover. He's no, he's I, he, amazing. he did amazing. He, he did great with reinterpreting, kind of reinterpreting that character and uh, kind of making it his own, but still imbibing that same flavor yeah. and, and vibe. But Billy D is still. The original. I feel pretty good about uh, our our commie invasion episode. <laughs> I think we fought him off <laughs> for at least a week or so. <laughs> right. Uh, what do you want to do next week? I think I think on the calendar we got we got Kingpin and the Big Lebowski. Oh yeah, you want to go bowling? Okay, let's go bowling, dude. Right. Hey man, let's go bowling. Whoa, it's Roadhouse Correspondent Jamie Justice. What are you doing here? You guys have to come to next week with me. Next week? Yeah. What What? What are we become, assholes or something? <laughs> you have to come next week with me to 1985. What the hell for? Michael J. Fox. He needs sleep. Are you adjusting our schedule? Great Scott, precisely. Fuel. I need fuel. Oh, perfect. Do we need to do Back to the Future and Teen Wolf? That's going to totally mess with our downloads. Downloads? Where we're going? We don't need downloads. 
Six Pack Double Feature is a Clopec Media production. You can like and follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Six Pack Double Feature Podcast. Twitter's still dumb, but they do check it every now and then. 